0: That's one of my favorite songs. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, (laughs) wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the Influential You podcast. I'm Josh D'Amigo, senior faculty member with Influential You, and I'm here with John Patterson, CEO and co-founder of Influential You as well. We come to you every single week and we let you know about the things that we teach, how you can take charge of your career and amplify your professional influence. Since 2009, we've helped thousands of business owners, executives, and entrepreneurs become more influential, more rewarded, and more you. Today, we're speaking with Jean Lloyd. Jean Lloyd is a cultural architect, and her approach is unique as she does not prescribe a blueprint for success with her clients because her clients are already experts in their field. One of the things that I love about Jean is that she's absolutely humble, she's easy to talk to, you're going to love her from the start, but she brings guidance and critical thinking to her clients to impact their success, and they get a new mind-bending outlook that equips them to reimagine and then reinvent what they're doing. One of the best things that you'll find out about Jean Lloyd is her heart today, and you're going to hear it absolutely when it's time to speak with her, and I cannot wait for you to meet Jean Lloyd. We're going to put her website right here at the bottom so you can actually see her. And we're so excited that she's going to be here. Please welcome to the Influential You podcast, Jean Lloyd. Hi, Jean. How are you?
1: Hello. Hello. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so excited. I'm with two people I really love. And so I think we're going to have a lot of fun today. How
0: about that? I accept. And Gene, before we get going, my prompter kind of messed up a little bit. Can you tell me a little bit more about all of the things that you're a co-founder of and, and what you do in the marketplace? Um, well,
1: uh, if you go to uh a lot of what you were creating is, is on that website. But uh, what I do is I listen to people for a living and I listen to what they tell me they want. And then I really get clear about what do they have that's in their culture, uh, whether the conversations precisely the narratives that are in their culture. And then I ask them, their cultural stakeholders, I ask them, which narratives do you want to keep and which narratives do you not want to keep? And then that's when we get to work.
0: That's great. It's so yeah. good, and I'll, I'll read this too because I've got it now unfrozen. Jean is the owner and president of Jean Lloyd Consulting, which just told you about. And you saw the website. She's also the founder of the I Communicate Summit and the founder of Alma's Alchemy Inc. She lives in Baltimore, Maryland, and is a graduate of the Fundamentals of Transaction Program, Priority in Practice, and is completing the Mechanics and Practice Program. She's John Patterson's longtime friend and my brand newest friend. And that is how I wanted to introduce you. So because you're my brand newest friend, I'm going to let John ask you a couple of questions and get out of the way.
2: Uh, Well, First of all, it wouldn't be a conversation between you and I, would it, if we didn't love on each other just a little bit. Um, Exactly. I think I've known you, what is it, 10 10 years, 20 years? I don't know how long it's been, but um, you are one of those people that whenever I get a chance to just spend a little bit of time with you. Gina's one of those people that you feel as if someone's there standing steadfast and kind of gotcha, you know, like Mm. I got, don't worry, I gotcha. That's kind of the best ways that I experience uh, Mm -hmm. myself when I'm around you. And I've known you to be a very powerful, powerful woman um, throughout your entire career. And it's great to have you here with us. Now, I want to kind of start us off. You've been a participant in our programs. I don't know exactly when you started. do you remember what year? Roughly five years ago, two years so, ago, seven years ago. Say say again. You kind of cut out. I said, do you remember about when you started with us?
1: Ooh, maybe four years ago okay. when I did FOT.
2: All right, good the fundamentals
1: so. of of, of um, transacting. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: Good, said. Tell us a little bit about your journey. Uh, Everybody that we interview here who's been a customer of ours has a bit of a journey. There's life before uh, influential you. What were you dealing with in your life? I I remember seeing something in your notes about invasion of the body snatchers.
1: What were you dealing with? Well, let me I I think I'll I'll start at the beginning because it really will tell you. Yeah. And I even decided to come to Mother Earth. It was... You know, I was born um, in December on Christmas day, and, uh, and I was born uh, in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And uh, my, my, my mother told me this story and it, it's just so apropos to Gene Lloyd, okay? So my, uh, my mother's having a baby, right? And then all of a sudden they get really excited and they're like, oh my God, oh my God, get the doctor, get the doctor. We need support, we need support. And so then they call my father and they tell my father, come to the hospital, Mr. Lloyd. He said, is it my bride? And then they said, no, it's not your bride. And then he said, well, the baby. They said, not the baby, it's the babies. So I was born and they were not expect me to come. And so I'm a twin and my father gets to the hospital. And he's like, oh my goodness. Wait a minute, that's not my baby. She's white. (laughs) 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 And it's so funny, you know, I'm a newborn. But at any rate, the thing that I think when you said, I got you, the thing my father said that moved me the most was, he said, I was on my way to the Korean War. He was in army. And he said, because I had twins, we they did not deploy me to Korea. He wow. says, I'm alive today because of you. Wow. So it was like, gotcha. I gotcha, dad. I gotcha. And that's kind of been my life is um, being committed to people sometimes more than they're committed to themselves.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And it's yeah. kind of the way that I've always known you to be.
1: <laughs>
2: um, reading your notes, I was kind of left with this thing that I know uh, about, a great number of people Hmm. that you and I may know in common, Jane. And, um, many of these people, you could say they, they found their heart and soul in sort of the work they were doing. And then at some point they began to, um, find that they were pulled in a different direction and their heart sort of never came back. They couldn't, that's not their best way to say it's, it's a bit like, um, I was so committed to something that once I moved away from that, I didn't know how to find that again, or I didn't know how to restore that, or I didn't know if it ever could be restored, or (laughs) I wonder if that was a one time. So can you comment on that as you know, for your journey?
1: Yeah. The, um, uh, the thing I've always known about myself is I'm a seeker. I always, I'm always looking for how can I make a difference and open up something for people. And, um, you know, quite frankly, by the time I got out of college, I mean, I had been exposed to a lot of things, particularly the world of philosophy. And, um, and I always wanted to know, how can I take all of the things I learned? So one of the biggest pieces was when uh, I started going to church and stuff, my dad was big in the church. And he said, uh, one of the biggest lessons that we learned early on, and it's been a a thread in my entire life is, uh, in the beginning, there was the word. Mm. And I kept looking for the word, the word that would open up people's productivity, open up love, open open up just their ability to really live. And so I knew I was going to be a late bloomer for that reason. I knew it. And I tried lots of different things. And You know, I I worked in the financial services industry. I worked for stock brokerages. I worked for banks. I worked with nonprofits. You know, I worked with just all kinds of businesses. And I kept like this seeking. And the, the seeking was, what's the word? What's the narrative? What's the story of you? that would have your company win, have you win, have your family win, like the whole human being gets to win. And, um, you know, a lot of doors never opened because of different narratives, some of which I had no control over, so I thought. Mm. So I thought. Mm. Yeah,
0: it's so,
3: good.
1: so I kept looking for what's your voice, because I can't get to someone else's voice until I get my voice. Like what right. is you're seeking? Right. And right. I'm seeking the word, uh, the language so... that
0: unlocks that human mm-hmm. over there.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I'll, I'll say this, because, John, it's it's really funny. Um, I was raised in a, in a Baptist upbringing and I know that's John one one that you just quoted. And what's funny is in communication, I was a communication undergrad uh, and I know that that's a big through line for you is your ability to communicate and your performer skill set. One of the things I used to say at Bible college was the first gift that God God did after he created life was the ability to communicate. And I didn't know how I was going to fit that in today. And Eugene, you did that perfectly for me to be able to say that. But what, what was it then at the end where you were like, you know what, I have to do this this Fundamentals of Transaction program is something I must do. What was that thing for you where we decided that up with this I shall no longer put, we're doing Fundamentals of Transaction. That is so good.
1: So after all those years of studying people and learning so many, many things, I was finally ready uh, to take on what really was close to my heart. Now, learning about people's lives and all that was extraordinary, but I also knew I was too sensitive Mm. Um, I was uh, wore too much on my sleeve mm. and it, it had a lot to do with ancestral memory. I know it did because I've never been a slave. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've had a great life. I haven't suffered but I'm in the presence of the tremendous suffering as if it's my own. Mm. And so now I'm, I'm, I'm interested in Now that I've learned what I've learned and I'm now grounded enough and know myself enough, I can stay present in these really difficult conversations. So that's when I started my company and I created it just the way I talked to you all about, okay, we're gonna find out what the narratives are and then we're gonna get to work. The biggest problem I had though was as great as my stuff is, and it's good, I mean, people's lives are altered, I mean, altered. People who never made money make lots of money. People who couldn't get over things that happened in their personal lives get over it and they are getting more and more fulfilled. But the breakdown is I didn't know how to transact. I didn't really have the levers and dials of how do you get out of your work? See, the way it's set up, when I started Fundamentals of Transaction, it was set up where I had to do everything. Mm. You know, like you have to go get the pig, kill the pig, you know, cut up the the, the bacon, uh, cure the bacon,
2: you know. Your company was set up as you had to do everything.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: (laughs) Solopreneur. Right, so
1: that's when I realized there's too much me in my business. Mm. Ah. Way too much me. I I'll right. never ever be able to leave a legacy if there's so much me.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: and in in that statement,
2: it's such a beautiful statement. Um, so much me in my business. Did you not only see that you weren't having others participate, or there was you know the uh, there's no way to give away the legacy of you over time and so forth, but did you also see that there was a, too much you, as in ways you were in the way? Like, yeah. did you deal with you getting out of the way as well in some, in some instances? Uh, yeah. And if yeah. so, do you want to say anything about that?
1: Yes. Um, I remember this was a big turning point for me. It was at the very end of FOT, Fundamentals of Transaction, at the very end where you were interviewing me. yeah, You John Patterson. And you said to me, I don't know if you have enough, if you're an ambitious adult. And when you said that to me, that was like a sledgehammer, bam! You know, I'm just like, whoa, Jack, that's just wrong. <laughs> you know, <laughs> That's just wrong, why are you talking to me that way? You know, and whenever I get indignant like that, mm. I know you're onto something. <laughs>
3: mm. Yeah.
1: So when you said it, I started to confront what you said. Let me see if I can get what he said, not what I thought he said.
2: Yes.
1: (laughs) And what I got clear about was having ambition is not enough.
2: If I can, for the sake of our listeners, I just want to say something about it and I'll say something about it to clarify for you. I remember the moment quite explicitly myself, but Um, I've never, ever, ever had the thought, do you care enough? I mean, the the well of caring is deep. It is infinite. It is endless. The concern I had for you is, do you have the ambition to transact for your aims, for your aims? And that really was the concern I had because I know a great number of people who care so deeply about the world in so many ways whether or not they care about the world as a an ecological something or they care about people in the world Yeah. but then there's caring for you and you said this a little bit earlier caring for you enough to make sure that you were thriving and your legacy could live on because you were thriving and you took care of this resource you to take things on and take them on into the world. So that's where I said that from, if that, if that adds any additional something to what I said back then.
1: Well, I think it, uh, I get that. I think it's, I'm glad you said it because there's so many people that could misinterpret it totally. You see what I mean? So this whole thing about ambition, here's what I thought it, I see ambition actually in some ways is a dirty word. Because yeah. you know you meet people all the time, their ambition is absolutely disgusting. I mean yeah. they could do any and all things to get where they're going. And so it does have a a, a kind of a bad uh, rap. But in this instance, it was about more about me being someone who would accept offers and then I would do whatever the client needed me to do, and I'd work things out. But when I got clear about what ambitious adult means, that means you're thinking tactically, you're thinking strategically, you are designing your an enterprise that that gives rise to everyone being taken care of, including yourself. Yeah. And, and one of those things that mean a lot to me is legacy. Like I don't die with everything that I have over here with me. Mm. <laughs> you know, why would you want to work so hard all these years? and make all the difference you make, and then no one gets the benefit of it over there where they are so they can live, build on the shoulders of it. Yeah. yeah. So it's, um, it's very cultural in many ways um, uh, for me. The, you know, when I look back, um, my grandmother was a sharecropper. There isn't really a conversation about surplus mm. at all. Even though I never suffered economically, my parents were great and are still great. They still live. Mm. But I'm thinking about if you really are living legacy, there would be surplus. There would be more than enough where others could thrive and stand on the shoulders of your thriving. And that's when I said, I get where brother man was coming from. <laughs>
0: uh, I love that, and I, uh, as a performer personality myself, Gene, I hear, I, I sort of hear um, John's velvet sledgehammer that he calls it, uh, uh, the way that you hear it. There's velvet there, but sometimes you don't feel it because performers we're we're a little sensitive, I, I, at least uh, we, can I, I, be. we can be, we can be, So I know that was probably the bigger the bigger takeaway. Was there any other big lessons that you learned during the fundamentals of the transaction? And before you answer, just a reminder to everybody watching. We're interviewing Jean Lloyd. You can find more out about her at JeanLloyd.com. She is one of our clients and she is lovely. You'll have to connect with her and find out more about her. Jean, something else, that maybe a, another takeaway that you had or something that really helped your business and your personal life during the Fundamentals of Transaction program or during your studies with us?
1: Well, um, when I was in uh, uh, priority in practice, that was the next big thing for me. Um oh god i always wanted to do priority in practice that's why i waited and then marnie called me and so priority in practice is not it's i don't know six weeks but good lord do you find out what you are doing with your time I am. oh my god i was just like jesus register me and map right now i didn't even wait i was like i need okay, I'm requesting, you know, interview me, do whatever, you know, what you need to do, Tell me you have to be fit to do it. And I'm like, fine, whatever it takes. Because what I did see was there were a number of things that I had a lot of naivete about. Mm. You know, like there is financial intelligence that is critical here. There is um, how to transact powerfully through all of the steps. See, a lot of things I do is very intuitive. It's just there mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. But how the heck can you give away something when it's intuitive? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How are you gonna okay? It's time for me to register. I'm ready. Let us get to work. Let's roll up our sleeves. And so wow. that also brings me to something else that I got clear about. Um, when it when it's just you doing everything, there is a kind of um ego that starts to emerge because it's you're you're doing it on your own personal work your own personal everything starts to get personal Mm -hmm. and you're not really developing a team of people um where you're all able to create things together work through things so all they had was my personality there's different personalities you actually must have and you must develop and, and grow together inside of transacting. Like there's things I do, but then there's things other people do that a performer does not do.
2: And it, in the mechanics and practice program, which I know you're about to complete. Is that right? Mm hmm. OK. So in that program. Well, I'm, um, I'm
1: halfway through. I'm halfway through.
2: Are you halfway through. OK, mm-hmm. all right, good. Uh, can I assume now that you have people on a team or you're doing the work to define who those people might be or what's the status?
1: There, I have people on the team. All right. Now, here's the thing, John, I have to say. It wasn't that I didn't have anybody on the team. It's that I wasn't making the right request. I yep. wasn't having the right conversations at the right time with the right people.
2: Okay. All right. That's good. And for your own legacy, are you now chewing on how to develop people to have the kind of intuitive quality that you do. Uh,
1: <laughs> what's, what's going on about that? Well, I'm going to say it like this. I want people to work inside of their gift. Mm. And mm. What, I, what I want them to be able to do is to be infinitely clear about what their gift is and how to best utilize it. Yeah. So intuition isn't going to get you there. (laughs) You got to really know what you know. Yeah. And when it's intuitive, it sort of lives in, I don't know why I know it or how I know it, which is not very useful. You've got to be able to say where it came from, how to think about it, and how to make certain moves within that realm yeah can, something ra- resonating
0: oh so much first off i can hear you in you uh i yeah, can hear that 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 need for people to help others uh i can hear that um and the second thing that i really like is with the you brought up the intuitive a couple times and one of the things that i really like is that we teach people to be intentional with those moves and when you're using that intentionality um, one of the things that you learn in uh, management is that a personality-based um, uh, company, a church, for example, that has a very outgoing leader uh, doesn't generally get to leave a legacy behind because everyone misses that personality so much. And what yeah. you're starting to build is something a lot stronger than a personality-based leadership, um, which I absolutely love. So that's what I'm I'm getting from all that. And I guess I'll ask you this question, Gene, after <laughs> Fundamentals of Transaction, after all the things, how's life now? What's, what's it like in your world now uh, to do all of this and to practice what you've learned over the last four or five years?
1: Well, you know what? I actually am very much at home with myself in ways I've never been. Mm. The um, challenges have been really great. So when, when COVID came along, uh, a lot of the work I was doing with my clients, now I, I had to do, I had to create different ways to get to them. And I had one client that really required a heck of a lot of work, uh, civil rights organization, extremely well known, um, worldwide, by the way. And I was working, working with them on their strategic plan and they had to cut way back on the amount of time we were, were utilizing to create this strategic plan And I realized that I had everything I needed. As long as it didn't become about me and I kept doing the work and I kept working through what I knew to work through, not so much about knowing how to do it, but how to be about it and how to open up everything in a much shorter period of time. I'm shocked at the amount of work we got done in a couple hours a week for several weeks. Now we're inside of implementation and now, which is much tougher in, in many ways because now you're having them walk the talk. Yeah. So now it's about, are you sure you want to use that language with the Senator mm, <laughs> but yeah. it really is, you're not going to get what you want. If you do it that way, let's mm. look together, shall we? And it's, so it's, 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 um, and then since then, my father's had a stroke. My parents have been in both parents have been in the hospital four times over the last quarter.
3: Mm.
1: And I was able to stay present. And stay purposeful and mourn at the same time. Yeah. yeah. And then employ the use of my team, to them about this is what I need you to do. You're going to you're going to leave the webinar tonight. Here's how you're going to do it. And here are the steps you're going to take. You are ready. Do not worry. And at any time you can have a conversation with me, remember we're one voice. It's not Jean Lloyd's voice. It's our voice.
2: So good. Mm. <clears throat> so good. On that note, by the way, you and I got to have a conversation because there's something about um, a voice that uh, I want to, I want to give to you. Sorry, oh. podcast listeners. I'm not giving it to everybody, but <laughs> Jean I, can, I want to give it to you, so you and I need to have a little talk about that. Just remember, I would
1: love to have a talk about that. About,
2: something about a voice of this, uh, giving away a voice. So, um, and I, I know I read in your notes you quadrupled your income. Even,
1: even oh yeah, my income. Really oh well, my goodness! You know, perfect. let me tell you something about this income thing. See, I remember, I know. I get my value out of being with people. When I see them winning, when I see them making a lot of money, they're having children they never thought they could have. By the way, uh, mm-hmm. there's all kinds of miraculous stuff. That's why the name of the, the 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 corporation is Alma's Alchemy. My name's Alma Jean Lloyd. Alma's Magic. Alma's Alchemy. Mm-hmm. And because um, that's what people say. They'll say she's just magic. I just hire her. She's just magic. And and so you know. To me, um, I don't chase money because then you have to do it for the rest of your life and you're not happy chasing money. But if you follow your dreams.
0: Oh, that's so good.
1: I, uh, I oh, hold on. Mm. What is it? Yeah, I hear it? I stayed true to myself the whole time.
2: Mm
1: when it was really tough. Yeah. And those times when you feel like you must be crazy. <laughs> you must be absolutely bonkers. You know, I could do it. I could just be a famous actress. Come on. I don't have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> but I so love what I do because yeah. it's, um, it's about impact. It's about impact for me. That's, what matters to me, but it's interesting when the impact is there, the money's there. Yeah, and I quadrupled my income this year. Wow, and yeah. and now I'm at work on others being willing to accept surplus in their life. You don't have to be without anything to really make a difference. There's, why would you sacrifice? There's no need for it. The world needs to see that great people can win too. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: I wow, it's, it's just incredible because there's so much of the performer personality that I hear in every answer that you've given. <laughs> and so, there's, there's a few things as a performer that I'm very curious about as, as to what it was like for you. Uh, something you've mentioned a lot of times, and I, I can hear it, is your care for others more than self which is uh, something that we say often about the performer taking care of everyone else before they take care of themselves um how did you kind of wrestle with that deal with that in your business when it came time to know this is what the prices <laughs> are some of those things that that performers have to wrestle with a little bit
1: it was in um it's so interesting um in the module the last module in map it says you're doing this for you that one line, so resonated. It never, res- stuff like that never resonates for me. I'm like, really? Okay, whatever. No, this time it resonated. The kind of work we're doing is um, it's got to get to a place where you're so infinitely clear about your aims in life. You're clear about what it is that you say you want in life. Um, first, you've got to free yourself. You can't free others without freeing yourself, and so that time when it said in the in the module, remember you're doing this for you. It's like wow, that's right. I'm doing this for me, (laughs) and I have to keep reminding myself. You know, you're doing this for you. I just want to. I want to
2: do one thing. I just want to you because I know that you were just with us at the conference in Ventura, California, and during that conference we. uh, What's
1: happening with your mic, John?
2: Uh oh, Uh -oh. is it all right?
1: Yeah, say the Uh last sentence, please.
2: I said, I know you were with us at the the last conference in Ventura. Yeah, yeah. All right. So at that conference, we launched the five stages of professional influence, and those stages were an opportunity for us to move, you know, introduce and move people through different stages of influence. So. Uh, and I can hear them so well in in a bit of your journey, but just for our listeners, the beginning of that journey is to recognize that you're not known at all. You're
3: you're and
2: move to somewhat known and then known and then well-known and celebrated. And one of the things that I find interesting about that particular journey is that the journey itself is a journey of influencing others in such a way that the value of what you do, the value of the offer of help you are, your business, your, your profession, your, your work with people, that value expands and expands and expands over time. And what people find along that journey is that about the time they move from known to well-known, it ain't about them anymore. It's yeah. about the value itself, the value, uh, the value proposition, if you will, yeah. uh, the magic, the the <laughs> whatever that is. And there's not there's not real ways to move from known to to well known without giving up a little bit of your own self and yeah. you know or ego about yours. It's got to be about me, not <laughs> at the level of well known. You will. It will look like it's all about you, but that's not how you get there. No. and then Celebrated. This is where we're talking about your legacy being immortalized in your absence. You know, you're not even there at all. So I just wanted to find out if there's any comment that you care to make about, you know, looking at all of that and how it resonates with your journey.
1: Wow. I, don't know what's you know, I think I, I actually think. Um I think it moved from my dream that we would all kind of learn how to work together some way.
3: Mm.
1: Now it's not my dream. It's our dream. Mm. It's it's there was an America that got created. That's our dream there's um there's the dream of a mother there's the dream of a father there's a dream of of, we have many dreams that are collectively part of the human experience these are our dreams and no matter what language you say no matter what color you are these are our dreams and we got to believe in our dreams so it's not my dream anymore it's our dreams it's it's on the shoulders of all our ancestors everything they ever did or didn't do it's all included and it's our dreams we have to believe in our dreams that to me is a legacy
2: and uh, i'm i'm i don't know if this is premature or not but i'm hearing a little bit of what you're at work on with your cultural
1: mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I communicate cultural collaborative. That yeah. that whole thing is about um leadership, leaders causing leaders. So and this is I think you want to tee this up?
2: Because I think this is really uh, the, you know we we invite people here to take a bit of a self-box moment, uh or, or to express whatever you're committed to. So if you want
3: to say anything about that.
0: You're you uh you're breaking up again. I don't I, know. We'll, what say it. It, we'll say it this way. Uh, we give everyone a soapbox moment towards the end of the thing. It's, we were sitting there going, hey, uh, you probably have been a through line the whole way because uh, it feel like it's been, I mean, your heart after your heart after your heart. Um, if you had to have like a soapbox or something that's your kind of vision for what you're doing, what would that be?
1: Listen, I'm, I'm in MAP because I started creating this years ago. Um, it was all about leaders causing leaders. It was all about um, meeting people where they are and then taking on th- their relationship to teamwork. Like dreams come true with teams, right? And so I started the, I Communicate Cultural Collaborative here in Baltimore. And, um, you know, we have a summit and, and it's once a quarter and we go after it. And I do a deep dive around uh, what it is to be a leader that causes other leaders because nobody's coming. <laughs> you know, we keep looking like somebody's coming, the government will save us, something's gonna save us. No, it's us. So if you're, if you're interested in legacy leadership, that's what, I, and I now don't think legacy is something that just happens when you're older. Uh, I actually think it happens as a calling because I started thinking about it from day one. I mean, my parents say, you know, Alma Jean was born old <laughs> so I came <laughs> in the world looking for legacy leaders, people who are going to step to the future, and uh, we're going to do what, what what needs to be done and stop waiting on 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 institutions, particularly. That's not the design of those institutions. It's our job to get done what we need to get done. So the um, I communicate um, summit is about that, um, and it's grounded in communication. So what I'm really at work on is watch your language. Mm -hmm. Your words are creating things that you cannot and will not be responsible for. So it's the difference between talking versus communicating. And then as a leader, how do you cause others to take action? So that's what it's all about.
0: Well, uh, I can definitely tell that you were born on December 25th because you've been such a gift to us. Thank you so much, Gene Lloyd. And as a fellow Capricorn, I hope that you never have any presents wrapped in Christmas paper from now on.
1: (laughs) Well, my birthday's Christmas and my parents' anniversary is on Christmas. So I was your first gift, honey,
0: me and my (laughs) brother. (laughs) Well, thank you, Gene Lloyd, for joining us this week. (laughs) Uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to move to John. What did you hear in this conversation? Like, tell me a little bit of, cause there's so much that, that she shared with us that I'm like, I want to dive into all of it, uh, but what was your big takeaway?
2: Well, um, I'll say, but Michael, you got to tell me if my mic is working or not. Can you give me a <laughs> thumbs up in the booth and he tell said, me? He said, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Well, you can just hear in James again, she's so She's sort of grounded in something. And I think this, the something she said right at the end there about, you know, sort of blown an old person. I think that's how she said it. Uh, An old soul, just like a wise, wise, wise old soul who's been. um, There's a term that I love, and it's called elder. You know, oftentimes in many tribes of people and many kingdoms of people, there are the elders and there are the wise old people that sort of watched as the rest of us did all kinds of nonsense you know, as naive, <laughs> little, whatever, <laughs> and then they you know, and they watched, and they would you know, mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
2: and and sort of let that all play out, knowing that there would be lessons along the way, and and ultimately, it, you know, there would be good that came out of those lessons. And I experienced Gene Lloyd as an absolute elder in some ways, um, but one of the things that I also um, Love about Gene and I, and I, I'm curious about this, Gene. If, uh, when you and I talked at the, the conference, one of the things that we talked about was what I could hear in your being, you know, having an ear for kind of the architecture of of a community of a uh, a culture of people. Uh, and there was a term that you used for that, and I, I would love to, Michael, if you could put her back up for right. it. What is the term for that that you said? And I thought it was like cultural art. Oh, cultural! Or- it was a cultural ontology. Cultural ontology.
1: Yeah, uh, it's it's about uh, how does that culture exist? Uh, how is it brought to life? What narratives and language and and traditions and ideas, those must you must respect that and and then allow for it to emerge in its fullest power.
2: So to answer your question and Michael, you can keep it right there. Um some people have the capacity to um lead by force. Some people have the ability to persuade with charisma. And then there are these people who, uh, and Jean is one of them, who have this capacity to stand steadfast, listening for the essence of people and cultures and organizations, and she can hear what nobody else can hear. And, and when she hears what nobody else could hear, she can show it to you. Mm. And, and in the moment that she shows it to you, it's a bit like revealing some secret <laughs> that, uh, you, you never ever it's somewhere in the back. You knew that thing was, and all of a sudden it's and it's delicate. Because it was such an so Let me, let me show you something. And then in that moment, uh, it's, it's like with the elders, all this healed and all this well, something like that. And so.
1: Oh, so, that, so you know, that is so well said. It's, it's literally what I'm looking for is you can unlock it if you have the language. Yes. So if you don't have the language, you have no access to it. That's right. So I'm listening and listening and listening for what is the language that captures, truly captures the essence of who these people are. That's how right. bring out the best in them. It's there. It's always there. But you got to listen long enough and be, and be still long enough and not be quick and draw conclusions.
2: Well, the thing that I love about the cultural ontology conversation that we started
3: yeah.
2: is I've always known you to. Uh, I got to look at her over here. I've been looking. Over, I got to look at you. <laughs> I've always known you to be someone who um, can hold hold the space, right? Can hold, right. The space. you know, you can you got big ears. In other words, you can hear the bigness of people, humanities, cultures, and so forth. And I think there's something really important about the work that you do and culture. Mm-hmm. In the same way that influential you mm-hmm. introduces personality
3: mm-hmm.
2: as. A access to some kind of coexistence Mm -hmm. and there's a kind of cultural ontology that's distinct from what i would call characteristics of a culture Mm
3: -hmm. as in
2: i can describe it but describing it doesn't get it it. it's like saying uh, it you know if i described you it might be like okay well she's got you know large earrings and a colorful dress and brown hair that doesn't describe Jean Lloyd. No. And I can't describe a culture that way.
1: No. There's
2: something else. There's something, there's the heart and soul of a culture and so forth. So anyway, I've often thought of you sort of as, you know, the, uh, somebody who can um, heal cultures, you know, somehow deal with our, this nonsense of, you know, being so different. In some yeah. Way, when we're so the same in so many other
1: ways. You know what's so cool about what you just said is it was never about uh, a culture because some right. sometimes right. when you say culture, people think you mean black and white. They don't get where we where we create meaning is in culture. Right. It's the songs, it's the clothes, it's, it's, it's
2: the habits, it's uh, the, the, or the, yes, all of it, right.
1: You got to be able to get in that groove. So if you're, if you're in your own groove, you can't hear their culture. That's right. And then it becomes offensive and there's appropriation in there. Things we do that are harmful and we don't know it is. And yet it still does harm
2: yeah so you know as far as i'm concerned uh we need a lot more you and a lot more of uh i need your the thing i was going to talk to you offline a little bit i'll just say it this way look you need to start training people to to offer the ears that you offer
1: oh yeah you know that's not you know (laughs)
2: knock 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 well, here's the thing, you know, uh, so for, for everybody. So you
1: know, I know, you know, know it
2: feel like awesome. we're having a one-on-one here, but so sorry, I know. A patience based on me. So, you know, as as, as anybody moves through the stages of professional influence and this is, you know, where I'm interested in a lot of your health being in the world. So that means I got to get you bigger than you
1: that's right. You do. I got
2: to get you a lot bigger than you, and so getting you yeah. a lot bigger than you means that there's some um, some way in which to transfer the skill, the knowledge, the work, the labor, the 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 gift, mm. the ability mm. to enough apostles. By the yeah. way, I'm, I only talk about religion truth. I'm not a religious person at all, but. <laughs> We got to get enough apostles. Got to get enough apostles around you that are, you know, singing the Gene Lloyd song and writing the Gene Lloyd verses, and you know, and so, but not about Gene, but about the I team. Know
1: what team. you mean, man?
2: Yeah, you, yeah. So you that's all.
1: Model works, man. We've seen it centuries we, old.
2: That's right. We we know it works. So uh, you, you need some apostles.
1: I do. I, need, I do need some apostles. I need. Fast now. Now I know I look like I'm a youngster, but I'm not. I'm teasing. But you know what I mean? I'm not gonna be around here forever, folks. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Let's get to it.
2: Let's get to it. <laughs>
3: well, all right. That's
2: well, that's, so that's all good. to just say, uh, you know, I love you so much. I want more of you in the world and and I appreciate you deeply. And it's so great to have you with us. And uh such a pleasure. And I hope you were honored today by by being here and you know we're loving it for you so great to have you with us yeah
0: thank you gene thank you Um, what a joy! i love love that john said he's not religious because we just sat there and talked to an angel (laughs) for an hour oh gene i'm such a fan we did oh thank you so much (laughs) but next week i know gene's going to be listening in next week because nicole brionis is going to join john on the podcast and nicole is in Gene Study Group. If you don't know Nicole, she has an incredible story that includes being recognized for her skills, moving across the country, and nearly doubling her annual income. You will not want to miss how she did it. Thank you so much for joining us today. Each week we stream live at 2 p.m. Pacific on our website, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. If you would enjoy this podcast, will you share it with others? You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or any place that you get your podcast. Don't be shy. Give us a rating or review. We want to know what you think. Check out our show notes for links to connect with our guests, plus links to websites, books, or special downloads we talked about on today's episode. This podcast is made possible by the Influential You staff, mentors, and members all around the world. A special thanks to our executive producer, Tyson Crandall, with video and sound by Michael Tehe and Daryl Anderley. The Influential You podcast is produced by Influence Ecology, LLC in Ventura, California. This episode was recorded on July 27th. Good. This podcast theme that you got to hear at the beginning and on the way out is by Chris Stranding, and it's titled Fast Train to Everywhere. And if you haven't offered a or review, I ask that you take a moment and go to iTunes or your podcast app and let us know what you think. This helps us more than you know. We'll see you next week.